0: We think women need to talk more openly about money because money really matters. It shouldn't be embarrassing or confusing. Join the conversation. We'll be discussing a whole range of topics which will help you get comfortable with your finances. Money Matters, brought to you by AJ Bell.
1: Hello and welcome to the Money Matters podcast. I'm Laura Souter. And I'm Danny Hewson. And today's episode is a biggie. It's all about pensions. It is. And at the start of the Money Matters campaign, we carried out quite a lot of research, um, which gave us some really good data. And one of the really startling figures that came out of it is that 62% of women aren't saving for their retirement at the moment, which is believable, but very scary.
0: And there's loads of reasons for that, Laura. Uh, We've spoken about this before. You know, some women stop saving for a while because they're taking a career break, uh, maybe to look after children. uh, And to be honest with you, when you consider the cost of childcare, that is completely understandable. Um, A a lot of women do take a good chunk of time out of the workplace. In fact, the numbers that we got back from the survey that we did showed 39% of women taking a career break for 5 years or longer when you're talking about men then that drops to 17% and look we don't want to preach here because Let's be honest, when you are pregnant or you're going off on maternity leave, there's enough to think about just in terms of, you know, having a baby and then the weaning and finding them a nursery, and making sure that they're happy, but thinking about your pension at the same time, well, it's just a step too far. I mean, I came back to work after uh, maternity leave and I started to work part-time and honestly, For me, it was just enough to figure out whether or not the amount of money that we had coming in then, which was less because I was working three days, versus the amount of money that we were having to pay on childcare, whether that would balance. It's hard, Laura. How about you?
1: Yeah, so obviously I'm in that position. I've recently been on maternity leave and I've returned to work. Um, I think I feel like I was in a more beneficial position because I have spent the past few years figuring out the career break cost to your pension and coming up with all of these scary figures about how much you miss out on in your pension so it was kind of drilled into me to prioritize my pension throughout that and the the stance I took was my husband wasn't going to be taking a break from his pension during that time so why should I um but I acknowledge that that comes from a position where I've been working in financial services, I've been working out those figures, I've, been, I've scared myself into um, <laughs> saving for a pension. But I know from talking to a lot of my friends who are obviously at a very similar stage of life to me, they've got kids, they're paying childcare costs, um, they may be working part-time, I'm always preaching to them about how they need to prioritise their pension. And For lots of them it's just not really affordable right now or or it's just not something that they feel like they've got the time for so it's definitely a very real issue. It makes sense to do that but at the time I wasn't
0: doing business or finance I was working for the BBC and I was reporting on politics of all things so maybe I should have been aware but it just wasn't a conversation that we have And, and my kids are 13 and 15 now so that gives you an idea of when I went off on maternity leave but I think it is a conversation that more people are starting to have now in the workplace.
1: Obviously, every woman's experience is different. um, But going back to that research that we did um, at the start of this campaign, nearly half of women say that their partner's pension is larger than theirs. And despite my goody two-shoes best efforts of prioritising my pension, my husband's pension is still much larger than me because he was a Big pensions geek and started saving right when he came out of university, and had a very generous employer at that stage. Um, so I'm still scrambling to catch up to him, and I know a lot of women will relate to that. And of course,
0: a lot of women say that they are going to rely on their husband's pension, which sounds great as long as. Nothing happens. And of course, we know with life that there are no guarantees. Some women will find themselves getting divorced before they reach pension age. And that is exactly what happened to Rachel
2: Peru. So I I didn't kind of exist financially, really. So it was a real battle to, A, build up that financial credibility everywhere, you know, including car kind of insurance and all that kind of stuff. But but equally, the pension, I had a very small pension from working in various jobs, but nothing in comparison to, to his. Yeah, I've been talking to her
0: and her partner, Annie Stirk, who actually set up a modelling business for lady with grey and white hair called Silver and Sassy. And the aim of that really is to change perceptions. And, And that's what they were both really keen to do and why they were both keen to also talk about pensions, because, of course, we've already said money is a big
3: taboo. And they're both really keen to tackle that head on. So it does does make you quite cautious and also we're all living longer, so, you know, it's even more important to make sure that, you know, you're financially stable.
1: Yeah, and Annie is retired now, but she actually ended up working until the age of 67 because she'd had those career breaks earlier in her career and wanted to top up her pension.
0: And as well as hearing from Annie and from Rachel, we're also going to hear from another Rachel, Rachel Vahi AJ Bell's Senior Technical Consultant.
1: Yeah, so she's been talking me through some of those pinch points and giving some really good tips on what people can do to top up their pension. There's this really magic ingredient in pension saving and in
4: all saving called compound interest and it can sometimes sound technical, but all it means is that a pound that you save in your 30s is probably going to be more valuable than a pound saved in your 50s. It's got longer to grow. Because, of course, one thing that we
0: haven't mentioned yet, which uh, we talk about quite often, is the fact that on average, women do tend to live longer than men. So they've got a longer retirement to, to fund. Um, and And I know certainly when I thought when I was younger about what life would be like when I was a pensioner, I certainly didn't have in mind how my mum is living. I mean, you know, she lives pretty much the same way as she lived when she was in her 30s and 40s. She loves to travel. And it's about busting those myths. And that's exactly what I was talking to Annie and Rachel about. Rachel, you've really been pushing, uh, breaking down some stereotypes. How how have you found it and why did you start doing that?
2: Um, I found it really exciting. I think it's a really exciting time to be an older woman right now, to be honest. And I started doing it because I found myself getting divorced at 40. And before that, I hadn't really had any major career kind of drive, didn't really find my passion, I suppose, until later in life. And I guess I let fear stop me from doing things. And that after 40, I found so many new opportunities opened up for me. And it really did feel like that second life that everybody talks about. And so I spent the last kind of 10, 11 years trying new things, saying yes to things that I'd never thought about. And it's led me down a very different path. It led me into a modeling career that I'd never you know, imagined or dreamt of. I went to university and got a degree. It's just made, it's just opened up a whole new world to me. And I'm 51 now and I really do feel like I'm just getting started in this and I've got so much more that I can give and I want to try and do. And I think it's, you know, looking back at my mum's generation where it was you left school and went the same job all your life, it really doesn't feel like that now. So I feel kind of excited about what's going on and then connecting with like-minded women that are doing exactly the same thing. It just feels like a really powerful time. So, Annie, how did you and Rachel hook up? Well, we we got together
3: um, via York Fashion Week. Um, I would dipped my toes into uh, the modelling world, only on a very small scale. And I approached uh, York Fashion Week with an idea. I just said, I've just like Rachel, I've been uh, grey, silver or white since I was a teenager as well, sort of 18, 19. But unlike Rachel, I felt uncomfortable with it and and I knew that there were other women who'd felt the same way so I said to your fashion week look can we can how about you putting on an event for women with gray silver and white hair and they said no actually you go and do it I know
0: certainly a lot of ladies at that event were telling you that it doesn't matter how old you are you still feel the same as you did when you were 20
3: or 30. And that's certainly been true for you, Annie. I think that's right, Annie. I, I mean, in your head, in my head, I feel exactly the same. And, and, and Rachel said this as well. You don't, you don't feel your age. You feel um, empowered. You feel excited. You feel passionate about things. And, and I think that Rachel's alluded to this. We, we actually feel probably as passionate and wanting to go for it as, as we've ever done. I mean, the only thing that holds you back, as Rachel said, is, is your fear. Now, it, it sounds obvious, but of course, if you
0: want to continue to live that life that you've always lived, there is something that everybody needs, and that is money. And I know, Annie, for you... Reaching pension age brought with it its, its own particular issues, and you're one of the women that's certainly part of this gender pension
3: gap. I, I've always worked. I, I had some time off when I had our two children, but I have always worked, and initially, full time. And I was working as a teacher, so I did have, a, you know, sort of a few years built up with a teacher's pension. But not very many and then of course started working part-time which a lot of a, a lot of us women do um but never really n- never really thought about the pension never really thought that um it was important and then um i started working more regularly in um, in further education and the the colleges had lo- they had lots of satellite colleges i was working at one and um i was working over the number of hours that were required to um, give me access to what was called an associate lectureship. But I was just thwarted at every, um, every conversation I had with the, the powers that be. was told to, oh, Annie, you must speculate to accumulate. Um, next year will be better. Next year will be different. And I never really knew why it would be different. But um, And the more I asked, the more... Um, you know, they're more difficult they, they the bosses became, it was really, um, it really became difficult to talk about it. So, in the end, I, I just gave up. But the thing that you feel now that you've lost out on is, um, is that you 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 are always watching the pennies, you are always watching, you know, sort of well. You know, I, I, I could have that, but I need, need to save up for X number of, you know, months for it or X number of years. So so it, it does it does it does make you quite cautious. And also we're all living longer. So, you know, it's even more important to make sure that, you, you know, you're financially stable So Rachel being 50, she's got some, you know, some years in the bag, Rachel, get that pension, (laughs) get that pension sorted. (laughs) Rachel, for you,
2: you had an awakening at 40 because of divorce. Yeah, I did. I, I found myself getting divorced after being very, you know, comfortably fa- financially comfortable, and um, to being really financially invisible. Um, I would allowed myself to kind of pass everything over to my husband um, during our marriage, and so I, I didn't kind of exist financially really. So it was a real battle to a build up that financial credibility everywhere, you know, including car kind of insurance and all that kind of stuff but but equally the pension I had a very small pension from working in various jobs but nothing in comparison to, to his so it's been about you know I spent the last 10 years really building that that up for myself and it's something that I'm really conscious of now and yes I have got hopefully another 20 years where I can do that um, but it's certainly something that the, you know paying into a personal pencil plan has been kind of I'm on a mission now to make sure that I am financially independent and secure for myself. Um, and I am crossing myself because it was my own fault for allowing that to happen and get myself in that position. But it's very easy to do, you know, when you're in a financially com- position in your 20s and 30s and f- early, you know, late 30s, you don't really think about it because I've never really had to worry about it. Um, to then suddenly think, OK, right, I do need to worry about it was a bit of a shock.
0: How, how angry were you when you realised that... You know that had been the case
2: yeah very yeah and I think if if I'd had the same kind of strength and confidence that I have now 10 years ago I probably would have done more about it to be honest Uh, but you know it's uh you live and learn don't you and yeah I am kind of making up for it now and really it's something that I'm very aware of that I'm, I'm constantly kind of not worrying about but it's it's always there it's it's always kind of okay how how can I make everything works so that in the next 20 years I am going to be financially secure whatever the outcome
0: because you've got time I mean you do have those 20 years so are you really seriously thinking about you know 10% 10% of your income how much are you being able to squirrel away towards that pension every it's month it's
2: difficult because I'm self-employed so I do think that that's that makes it you know, a big difference because it's not as easy as you saying to yourself okay yeah every month I'm going to put 15% away because some months I might not earn as much as the month before and um, so I am just trying to especially if the last 18 months I'm just trying to tick over and make sure something goes in because something's better than nothing and when I can then I'll pay more in um, so it is a bit of a roller coaster.
0: And Annie, of course, you're retired now, and you are able to enjoy life, and a lot of that is down to your husband's pension.
3: It is, yes. We downsized a few years ago when, um, just about when Ken retired, and um, and took a lump sum out to do a renovation project, which which was great. And then obviously we've we've got um, the you know the monthly sum from that, um, and obviously we've got the the state pension as well from both of us. So, I mean, you know, we're you know to be fair about it, we're not on our uppers, but it's um, I think long term we're worried because the pot, you know, it, it's not it's not an everlasting uh, pot. You know, at the, at the end of the day, um, you know. It, have found it a really fantastic time the the retirement I stayed at work till I was sixty seven because i I enjoyed work work was like a hobby for me, but also because I was able to earn as well so I tried to offset the fact that I didn't have the pension um by working longer but yeah it's um it's a great time it's a great time and because um touchwood. I, you know, I'm fairly healthy. I, I am allow I am allowing myself to enjoy this time of of my life because it's um, it's fun meeting new people and uh, there are lots of new opportunities out there. So if you were going to say
0: to a younger woman now, a bit of advice about the future, both in terms of their own self confidence and Putting
2: themselves in a decent financial position for the future. What would you say, Rachel? I'd say knowledge is power. I really would say take the time. To learn about how you can in, sort out your finances and start early. I've got two two daughters, 23 and 19, and my son as well. Who I've, I know I have conversations with them already about making sure that they're secure and they get their pension sorted out at an early age. So I think there's so much more information out there available now um, that's easily accessible because I was terrible at maths and so I just didn't have anything you know to do with it. But I think it's it's much it's much more accessible now. So so I definitely think use that knowledge and. and get on board with it quickly and when it comes to self-confidence I would say definitely get off social media as much as you can <laughs> and follow and if you are on social media follow the right people be very choosy about who you are following because you know we are bombarded by all these fake images of people in the perfect life and we all know that that's just not the case so it's about you know you putting your boundaries up and making sure that you follow people that make you feel good.
3: But I, w- I would say to, to, to anybody younger that um, that this that sort of post fifty is is a fantastic time, and you can um, you can experience whatever you want, and and it, it could be as I said it could be work, it could be hobbies, but it, um, it could be it could be travel, and there's just a huge. Um, opportunity out there to to go off and and do those kind of things but unfortunately you do need you do need money to be able to do it so um I would say just think about this time of your life because it's you know you are going to you know obviously as time goes on people are going to get healthier and healthier you know people will be living till gone 100 probably as a as a, as a matter of course So um, there are a lot of years ahead. And I think it's important to think about this um, 50 plus or 45 plus time of your life as, as a real opportunity for you in so many different ways. But it's important to plan for it. Ladies, thank you very much. It's been a delight talking to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. So Rachel and Annie, under the guise of Silver and Sassy, are planning more events this year. So do check out their website. And they had some really brilliant advice. And actually, Rachel's story um, of divorce really prompted us to think that we should delve into that topic in more detail. So we're going to be doing more on that in the new year.
0: So do get in touch with any of your thoughts your experiences your questions that you might have about finance and divorce you can get in touch with us either on instagram go to aj bell money matters or you can email us moneymatters at ajbell.co.uk right now though it is all about pensions
1: Yes, so Annie and Rachel's story will chime with many women. We are now going to talk to Senior Technical Consultant AJ Bell, Rachel Verhey, who is an expert on all things pensions. And she's going to help talk us through um, what to do with your pension at different stages of life. So, Rachel, what can people do to ensure that they're saving enough for retirement?
4: Well, it sounds very obvious, but take an interest in your pension Don't ignore it. Don't put it away in that too difficult to think about box. Many people have been automatically enrolled into their pension, so they never made a choice to join it or decide how much to pay into it. So get to know your pension fund. Get to know how much you save each month and where it's invested. Get to know how much you've saved up already, and that should be easy to do. Just ask for a statement from your um, scheme or your provider and then work out how many more years you've got to go until you get to retirement. That way you can work out what sort of fund you can expect, but also what sort of income you can expect as well. A really good tip is to start saving as early as you can. And this gives you a chance to save up as much money as you can, and it gives it a longer time to grow. There's this really magic ingredient in pension saving and in all saving called compound interest. And it can sometimes sound technical, but all it means is that a pound that you save in your 30s is probably going to be more valuable than a pound saved in your 50s. It's got longer to grow. And then finally, have a look at how much money your employer is putting into your pension scheme. You what you could do is to maybe increase your contributions, and then your employer might also increase their contributions as well. So even if you just increase your contributions by a little bit, you could find that because your employer also pays in more, that you even maybe double your pension contribution. So this is free money. So it's really good to take advantage of this. And everyone
1: loves free money. I speak for yes. knowledge. I love, <laughs> I love free money. I love free money. Um, so I thought, so these, those are really like useful, broad tips, but I thought it would be interesting to look at when you're in different age categories, what some of the challenges you might be facing and some of the reasons why you might be neglecting your pension and maybe you can give us some top tips for those so um younger people um, maybe in their 20s or 30s they might still be saving for a house um they might have come out of university with some debt um so how do those younger people um balance the competing things of wanting to save for other things but also maybe wanting to put aside money for a pension
4: I think it's really, it's a tough call being young because you've not got a lot of money. You've not got a lot of savings behind you, but there seems to be so many calls on your money. And I think it's really easy to be uncertain about what to prioritise and how much to save and where to save it. Um, I think a really good tip to start off with is to pay off any high cost debt and to get rid of that first. And then maybe to build up um, a buffer fund, a contingency fund, and maybe look at saving up to about three or six months worth of your salary. Now, once you've got that behind you, then when life throws you that curveball, which <laughs> undoubtedly, it well, something will go wrong, won't it? The, uh, the heating will break, or the washing machine or the car or whatever, then you've got a little bit of money behind you to be able to face that. So if we're thinking beyond that and we're thinking maybe about pensions, um, have a look at this automatically enrolled pension. Now, by law, your, gov- your employer has to automatically enroll you into a pension and they have to pay in contributions for you as well. So if you opt out you lose those contributions completely they don't come in as extra salary you they just disappear so going back to what we were saying earlier if you turn these contributions down then you're you're saying goodbye to free money if you want to start saving for a property then you could think about a lifetime isa now this is a special savings scheme where if you pay in money the government also chips in and adds in 25 percent as a government bonus And you can use this money to put towards a property or you can take it out for your later life income. Just a couple of words of warning about this. First of all, there's a time limit on it. You can only take one of these out before your 40th birthday. And the second word of warning is if you do take the money out but you don't put it towards a property and you take it out when you're younger, before the age of 60, then there will be a charge on it. The government will take back the bonus it has given you, plus it will take back a little bit extra. So you've just got to be careful about these points.
1: And so then if we look at the other end of the spectrum, so let's say people have got to the age of maybe kind of their late 40s, 50s, And they haven't even thought about a pension. They haven't started saving for one. Um, I imagine that would feel quite daunting at that stage and and you might be panicked into kind of avoiding the topic altogether. So is it too late for those people to start saving for their pension?
4: Because you're a little bit closer to retirement, you've got a better idea, I think, at that age um, when you're in your 50s about what your expenses are going to be in retirement. You've got a better idea of what your retirement picture is going to look like And you should have a better idea of how much income you've got. So the first place to start, I would suggest, is to figure out how much you've built up already within all your savings plans, but also within your pensions. So if you start with your state pension, then get a state pension forecast and have a look from the government website. And this will tell you how much money you've got within your state pension. Now, your state pension is based on how many years of national insurance contributions you pay in. If you pay in the full 35 years national insurance contributions, you get the full state pension. So obviously, you pay in fewer years, you get a smaller pension. Now, there might be some years where you've not paid in the money, paid in your national insurance contributions because you've been out of work, and if you've been caring for small children or elderly relatives, then you can get a credit for those particular years. If you've got any other gaps, then you can make these up. You can pay in extra national insurance contributions and, and make these gaps up. And often it's it's worthwhile doing this. You get quite a good return on your money. So investigate this further. And again, go and have a look at the government website because it's really easy to do this and to pay in these Um, national insurance contributions and it should be able to give you a lot more information about how to do that so once you've done your state pension have a think about all your private pensions as well and as I said before go get statements go and get all this information and so much of this is now online it's easy to do it you shouldn't feel like you don't know how much your pension is worth it's all at your fingertips just go and create those online accounts and then you've got a much better idea you can add up all the figures and you know exactly what you've got exactly what's coming to you and it gives you a much better sense and much, much better foundation
1: to start saving on so we've also been talking quite a bit about the gender pensions gap and how men just um on average have much more in their pensions than than women what tips can we all take um to help bridge some of that gap and to make sure we don't fall behind um, our partners or, or kind of our male peers. I think you're right. I think women are still facing
4: retirement with um, substantially less saved in their pensions than men. And I think my biggest tip would be to give priority to your savings and your future life. Um, and I think this is the way that household will households work is that um women's income is often used within the household to to do to run the household where i for example i know in my house i'm the one who spends the money on the the supermarket savings and i spend the money on the school uniforms and things like that and because you've got these sort of expenses coming out where you're not entirely sure what they're going to be from month to month then you you're often you're left at the end of the month and you, you've got no money so prioritize this put your savings first take that money out of your account first and um, this is important this is your this is your long term life so if you concentrate on your pensions and you concentrate on your savings you can work towards having the the later financial life that you really want so think about how you can work as a couple and discuss this with your partner Remember, it should never be taboo to discuss money and especially with your, with your partner. So, you know, have this little conversation about where you're going to put the pension savings between you. Um, now, I've already mentioned the state pension and women are much more likely to have these gaps in the national insurance contributions because they have career gaps. So make sure you investigate it and whether you are entitled to any credits because you were looking after small children or elderly relatives and see if you can claim those credits.
1: Thank you so much for that. I really hope that that has helped some people and there's some really good tips in there. So thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. That was uh, Rachel
0: Valle there, but as with anything, I should say that if you do have questions about your own personal financial situation, then it is really worth seeking out some advice. But with this podcast, what we're hoping is just to really start the conversation, to start you asking some questions, and they don't have to be complicated. You know, I mean, when it comes to your pension, just do you have a pension? Do you know where it is? How much is in it? How much is going to be worth every month for you, for example, once you reach retirement? And and is that going to be enough? So as I say, we want to cover a whole range of subjects here on the Money Matters podcast. So do get in touch um, because getting answers to these questions, it's, it's a great start.
1: Yeah, so um, in coming episodes, we're going to be covering things like divorce and the financial quagmire that results um, from it. Things like maternity leave, um, the impact of those career breaks and part-time working that we talked about earlier. So if you've got any questions or any other issues you want us to cover, then definitely get in touch. Um, As we mentioned earlier, you can find us on Instagram at ajbellmoneymatters Or you can email us at moneymatters at ajbell.co.uk. Thanks a lot for listening.
3: Before you go, please remember this podcast is for educational purposes and the views expressed don't necessarily reflect those of AJ Bell. The podcast isn't telling you whether certain investments are suitable or not. And don't forget that the value of investments can change and you can lose money as well as make it. It's also important to remember that tax rules apply and that the way an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it behaves in the future. If you want help, go see a qualified financial advisor.